And I'm starting something new this week, and we're calling it Sterling Chronicles. And it's something that I wish that I would have had back when we started our practice in 2014. And my goal here is to come to you each month and almost like a news report and talk about what happened in the prior month from a standpoint of our performance, the business decisions that we made, some of the things that we were struggling with and working through, and um, what happened. Well, hello and welcome to the Jay Sterling Hughes Show, where we share the secrets and the strategies of how we are building a rapidly growing law practice. You know, over the last nine years, we have grown from zero attorneys to over 25, doing over $15 million in revenue. And my purpose here is to document what's working and what's not working in our firm so that you can maybe take that, recontextualize that to your practice and shorten your success curve. My name is Jeff Hughes and I'm your host and I'm starting something new this week and we're calling it Sterling Chronicles and it's something that I wish that I would have had back when we started our practice in 2014. And my goal here is to come to you each month and almost like a news report and talk about what happened in the prior month from a standpoint of our performance, the business decisions that we made, some of the things that we were struggling with and working through and um, what happened, you know, like what actually occurred and try to take off all the gloss and to share with you some of the, the real world um, experiences that we're going through with hope that you can help, that would help you in your practice. So I've got a, a couple headlines and I'm going to start with uh, providing a little bit of context around the month of June. So it's July right now of 2023. I'm sharing what happened in the month of June, but going into June, we had just come out of two very, very difficult months from a standpoint of new clients coming into our firm. So the month of April and the month of May, were both 20% down from our projections and what our expectations were relative to new clients. And ordinarily, we can nail this number. We know with a high degree of certainty, the amount of interest that we're going to um, attract each month in the form of calls, in the form of web leads, and those numbers held up for the month of April and the month of June of May. But for some odd reason, the the clients that ended up choosing us to work with us dropped 20%, almost like overnight. It kind of started right at the end of March and it just did not recover until we got into June and we could not understand why. And usually one of the most important things in strategy is to not know that something happened that's easy to see, especially on a look back sort of basis, but to understand why it happened. Like what are the the forces that led to that particular result? And as we got into the month of April, of course, we're watching our numbers on a daily basis and we're seeing them go down and stay down. And initially, the thinking usually has to do with any sort of drop in those months has to do with spring break. Maybe it has something to do with tax returns coming in or coming late or coming early or whatever the case may be, giving fo some folks less income, disposable income to spend on their family legal matter. But to have it sustain over two months was highly unusual. And we overturned every rock trying to understand what was going on. And one of the most difficult things for us to get our minds around, and we can't still reconcile today, is that when we saw a drop, it wasn't isolated to a couple of the attorneys or maybe a group of the attorneys. It was everyone. Almost everyone in the firm experienced a drop from the normal results that they're used to experiencing. When you see that, 
you've got to under, you've got to really dig and try to understand is there something happening on a systemic level? Are we missing something? Are our calls going to the wrong thing? We've had problems in the past where maybe we are redirecting phone numbers to the wrong area and missing those calls. And we looked at all that and couldn't come up with anything. And so that really got us focused on trying to understand our entire intake process from the moment the client expresses interest in talking with us to the moment they decide to choose our firm to help them through their crisis. And so we started trying to understand what was going on that was going well within the firm. And one of the projects that we had started sometime earlier this year in Q1 was we called it the Mary Project. It just because of one of the, the main individual on our team, our main teammate that was running this project. And what it was, was historically when the phone rings, our intake team will receive those calls and then they will establish a, an initial consultation with a lawyer. And we were having a really hard time keeping up with the demand. And so we started experimenting with maybe one of our assistants can handle the majority of that initial consult and then pass it off to the attorney and let the attorney work on how to quote that person and so, that potential client and so forth. And what we had seen was that program, that testing through the months of February, March, April, and into May was very successful from a standpoint of time saver for our lawyers and also from a standpoint of the client experience. The clients felt like they were getting in quicker, they were heard. It was just a much better experience for the clients. So we felt like, let's take that program and what can we do to improve it and expand it? So we started looking at the concept of our legal assistants taking the entire consult through the quote and then passing off that that client to our lawyer with an onboarding. And so we started playing around with that concept and we ended up finding a consultant who focused on that and started working with them. And now we're testing what would that look like for all of our consults to initially go through a legal assistant before going in to see our attorney and essentially being a signed client at that point. And, and the next step from going from the legal assistant to the attorney is essentially an onboarding, onboarding their entire case. So that would give us a, the ability to quickly get the client in, which is a big, big problem that we've been struggling with really for about 18 months now. We couldn't seem to catch up with the demand for new clients. And if if a potential client contacted our firm and they wanted to schedule me with one of our lawyers, they're looking at 12 to 15 days out before they can get in front of someone. And that just does not work for many, many folks. They need help right away and not they can't wait two weeks plus. And we were seeing clients go away, not willing to wait that long. It was just a bad experience overall. And so we felt like, boy, that would really be a win for everyone if we can get to those clients and serve them quicker when they need it. And so we felt like expanding that program would, would be very beneficial. So in the month of June, now I'm bringing us up from April to May, horrible months from a standpoint of new clients down 20% for some reason. And this is, I'm scratching my head. This is one of those things in business that just happens and you don't get a reconciled answer to that. You just accept it for what it is and try to work better in the future to understand the underlying forces for that. The best we could say is that for the months of, of March and April, there were some larger economic melees or hesitancy among clients um, to retain us. And we can't explain why. I'm sure other firms probably didn't even notice that. Some maybe did, but it, we did for some odd reason. But the month of June shows up and 
without changing anything, everything goes back to just as we predicted it and projected it at the start of the year. So now we're in the month of June and we start to test. Now we're testing in the month of June the concept of our assistants taking the entire consult for the potential clients coming in and passing off that funded client to our, our legal team. And what we were seeing is that, A, we can help them much quicker, get them with someone right away. And then the next appointment with a lawyer, we could do much faster because our teams have some flexibility, our legal teams, for that initial onboarding call um, with our, our new clients coming in. So the testing has been really positive for that over the month of June, and it's gone very well. We've added another teammate to that, Evelyn, to help with that testing, and the numbers are really, really strong. The results from the clients are really strong, so we're really excited about expanding the program further. So we started the process of hiring and building out that team. And so I'll just share with you the strategy behind that, how we went about doing our selection for our new teammate, teammates. And we're calling them CLAs, so consult legal assistants. So they're really focused on that initial connection with the client and and helping them gather all the information that's needed for the lawyer to start on working on the case. So here's how we went through this. Um, we put an ad out on Indeed, and we didn't just focus on our local area here in Wisconsin and Illinois. We focused nationally because we saw this as a primarily remote position, and we wanted to really expand the available you know, talent pool that we could dip into. And we also focused on secondary and third markets. So we didn't focus on any of the large cities. We felt like those would be very competitive, and we could do a better job reaching into smaller, like second-tier markets in terms of their size. And so we started that and within about five or six days, we had well over 400 resumes that were for this position. And we started screening through that. Given the volume, we had to be very quick on eliminating candidates. And what we really looked for were those that had experience in some position connecting with clients in a professional setting. And legal experience was obviously a big, big win there. And a lot of, of legal assistants and paralegals applied for the position that had experience there. And so we took that initial pool of 400 and culled that down to about 35 or so. And I don't have time to do 35 separate initial meetings. And so we broke that into about four or five um, single 30 minute sessions where we invited groups to. And we let them just select which one of the, the four or five they could choose from that fit their schedule. They came to those meetings and I essentially just walked through our firm and the position describing it and set, trying to set realistic expectations on performance and workflow and so forth with them. And from there, we identified eight or so um, potential teammates that we would want to take the next step with. And so we started the selection process. And for us, that's a three-step process, beginning with an initial meeting, followed up with something more focused on their past, and then the third meeting more focused on culture fit, understanding the position, and so forth. So it's a three-step interview process. Fourth step would be following up with resume screen, or not resumes, but reference checking and so forth. So, so from that initial or that number of eight, we ended up hiring four um, consult legal assistance that started with us last week. So here in the month of July. So we'll we'll see how that goes. We're still um, in modest testing. We we're, we feel like we're going to roll this out across the whole firm, but we'll see how these next group of four do relative to the initial two that have been on our on our team. So 
So that's the real big event that happened to us over the month of June. And we're excited about the potential for that. So second thing, we we have a CRM that we use called Salesforce, which is a really large, you know, top 50 company, I'm guessing. So it's really, really big. And we've taken their CRM, their client relations management tool, and really customize it to fit our law firm. And we chose Salesforce primarily for scalability. We we felt like we were going to really scale and grow as a firm. And knowing that Salesforce, how powerful it was and how much ongoing work and modification it required, but it would give us a whole big platform to grow off of. So we chose that over Clio or some of the others that are really tailored toward law firms. And in the month of June, we went through a complete refresh of that, which was a really big deal that we had been building up to for the last year. And imagine you've got a firm of 25, 26 attorneys plus your support staff, and you've got to essentially move all of them and all of the data over a weekend and make sure it gets all in the right place. And that is very challenging to do. And lots of data migration issues that stem out of that, things you don't even think about. And it took us the entire weekend for our systems team to do that. And then probably three weeks after to clean up all the little things that had snuck in there that we didn't anticipate or we did wrong, or we mapped it wrong and so forth. So that was a big project that was completed in the month of June. So that was great. And then the last thing I want to share with you is are our numbers for the month of June. Now, what I'm going to share is, is, is pretty high level, but I'm trying to take out or, or provide the most salient stuff to give you some, maybe something you can benchmark from. And I'm not super proud of some of these numbers. Hopefully you can beat them and improve upon them, but I'll just tell you what they are so you can understand kind of how we're looking at the business and how it could be of value to you as you analyze yours. So from a standpoint of new clients, um, we have an intake team and that intake team's job is to receive those phone calls coming in, answer the phone and try to add value to those potential clients calling us. And a lot of them that call us end up um, having a need that we can't serve. So we only do family law. And in family law, we only do um, divorce, paternity, and post-judgment cases. So we have probably 35 to 40 refer-outs every day. We're not able to help someone, so we'll refer them out to another firm or to some other um, solution for them that can help them. So last month we had 582, after the referrals, we had 582 opportunities or consults that were set. So we call them opportunities because we see it as an opportunity to serve the client and it's interchangeable with the word consults. We set 582 consults. Now, when you do that, especially in light of the fact that we're 12 to 15 days out right now with our attorneys, you're gonna lose 20% of those right from that just because folks can't wait once they set it they find something else or their need goes away or something. So we set 582 consults last month. And out of those, we ended up um, getting 219 new clients that chose us last month. That's a close rate of 37.6, which is not terrific, but it certainly was better than the months prior to that with our slowdown in the month of April and May. So we know that we, A, we're gonna lose a lot that just have to cancel or don't show up because they found another solution. Some folks were unable to help right now. And we also know that approximately of those that come see us with a legitimate need that we can serve them for, 30% of them never actually go to court. So that means they come to see us to really understand if they have to, if, they're, if they find that their marriage continues down the path that it's on the negative spiral, 
what would that look like if they went to court? What would a divorce look like from a financial support child placement perspective? And so they come to see us for that. And so we know that about 70% of them will eventually get to court some at some point, either soon or down the road, 30% never go to court. So that's what our numbers have shown us over the years. So last month we did a top line of 1,453,285. And one major thing that's never happened to us before is we had five of our lawyers hit $100,000 in collections last month. So they had really big months for them. Two were partners and three were senior associates. So that's an amazing testament to the skill and, and efficiency of the team that we've built. And so that, that was a really, really big win. Um, things that I'm really excited about is we are closing in on 7,000 public reviews, four-star plus reviews. So we've got, we had 21 last month, which was a big down month, but suffice to say we had 21. And these are, these are reviews that show up on big platforms like Google or Facebook or something like that. So, and one strategy point for that we have found very successful is we put a hundred percent of those reviews out on our website, good, bad. Otherwise we don't want to hide anything and we want to build trust by showing, Hey, we screwed up in these cases or these clients had a bad experience or whatever the case may be. And to get that many reviews in family law, which is a very private painful ordeal for folks to go through, we feel is a, a big win and we're excited about that. And it's something we really value and cherish within our firm that clients are willing to go publicly and talk about their experience with our team. We also do something else called net promoter score, which almost everyone listening or watching this will have done this at some point. It's really one question. Almost every big company out there does this. And it's the question is on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to refer our service or our product to a family or a friend? And folks that give a nine or a 10 are called promoters. Folks that give a seven or eight are called neutral and six or under are detractors. So you don't want those. You want you really want a nine or a 10 in response to that. And so as a whole, lawyers tend to be in the 20s, the high 20s. So I've looked at many, many different surveys that compile this data. And almost across the board, every one of them are in the 20s. Some dip into the 30s, some are even lower than the 20s. But for our firm, we track this too. And we track it at the worst time when their case is finally over because you could do it early when things are in the initial rush of energy of hiring a lawyer, they're usually better. But after the case is over, we track it and we do 55, which we are just ecstatic about that number because we feel like it's really tough to do that in family law. And for us to be that high above the the peer group index is, is really good. So that's what we like to do. So that was our month of June and look forward to talking with you next month and sharing with some of the results of the CLA program for our legal assistance taking all of the consult We've got other things that we're working on too from a business perspective, which I'll share with you in next month. So have a great month, everyone. Hope that was helpful to you and I and, uh, hope that you can use that to grow your practice.